gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 114 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 11th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week, Mombasa, A Little Onitama, well I actually played that one a couple of weeks ago but never talked about it, some more Pathfinder Adventures, some Seven Days to Die, and of course, I talked about a few of the games that I want to play, and it seems like they were all Kickstarter games this week for some reason, not too sure how that happened, so everybody enjoy the episode, thanks a lot. Good evening gamers and welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now and welcome to episode 114 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us on BoardGameGeek. We have a guild out there where I've been posting some things. Our guild number is 2440 or just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. On Twitter, we can be found at What I'm Playing Now. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. See the little pattern and theme we have going here? Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into some of the games I played for this past week. I didn't get a lot of games in, but I did get a couple in. I was on call for work again, so that, of course, took up a majority of my time. So over the weekend, I really didn't get to do too much. Other than on Saturday, sit down for a majority of the day and spend a good half of the day, probably, with the little game that I picked up a couple weeks ago called Clinic. I actually went through kind of like a solo run where I was playing two different people, trying to basically just learn the rules for Clinic, just get a good, comfortable feeling with the game. I went through Board Game Geek last night and actually created my own kind of FAQ where I compiled a bunch of questions and answers that people had asked in the rules forums on Board Game Geek for this game and kind of put it into a nice five-page document so I could have everything handy with me when I go down to my local game store. And we attempt to learn this with a group of people who are willing to put themselves through a little bit of fun in trying to learn this. The game was rather difficult to learn, I will say. The The rules had some things where you just had to read things multiple times, and I believe since it was translated from English to French, there were some things that were confused possibly in the translation. I know it's been cleaned up somewhat from the initial beginning rules, but there were still some things I had some problems with, so luckily there were a lot of people on BoardGameGeek who had asked a lot of the questions that I actually had while I was reading through the rules. And as I was playing through the game, I was able to play right next to my computer and I was basically able to just roll over to my computer, look up the question I had, roll back to my table and continue playing the game. And I did get through the game, ended up with some pretty decent scores. And I can't wait to get this one to the table with a nice group of people down at my game store. So hopefully we're going to get to that tomorrow night. But some of the games that I actually did play with other players, I got in a game of Mombasa the other night. And this is a game that I had been wanting to play for quite a while. I had watched, I think Rado had done a run through of this one, if I remember correctly. And I had watched him run through this, play this game. This one's an interesting kind of like area control, kind of like has a little bit of deck building mechanics in it. I don't know if you want to say worker placement. You do have a couple of tokens that you are placing out on the board to kind of utilize different resources and grab different things. But when you set up the game board, 
each player is going to be facing kind of like a different company, we can say, and there's four different companies on the board, and each different company has their own kind of scoring track, I guess we can say, and the scores are basically related to kind of like the stock that the company is worth. Each company also has various buildings that you can place out onto the board on your turn. What you're going to do is everybody starts off with a hand of cards and you're going to place three cards face down below your little tableau. You have kind of like your own little your own little player board there. Then everybody simultaneously will flip over their cards and see pretty much what everybody else is kind of doing for the turn. Some of the things you can do with two of your little worker meeples that you have, your little cylinders, you can actually put them on the board to basically move ahead in the various companies on the scoring track if you have the most of a particular good. So several of the different companies, or one of the companies is good with cotton, one of the companies is good with, um, I think it's coffee, and then you have um, a couple other resources. You also have kind of soldier helmets, which I, which I believe we refer to as the pith helmets, which lets you actually move the buildings out onto the board and take over various parts of the board, which is where the area control comes in. The more buildings you can get out onto the board for a particular company, it actually, I guess we can say, unlocks additional money that the company will be worth later on in the game and make the stock more valuable for end game scoring. Now the interesting thing about this is any person can control any of the companies. It's not necessarily the one that you're sitting in front of. So as I was sitting in front of the the red colored company, the orange colored company didn't have anybody um, actually playing it. On my turn, if I wanted to actually start moving their buildings onto the board and overtake some of the other some of my other opponents buildings that they were playing because they were trying to build up the stock prices for some of the other companies that they were working on you can actually make them put their buildings back onto those spaces if the lowest building in a column has been removed that building never goes back onto that space and that um i believe it's like a double money space is what that one's worth that one's actually removed from the game then if that token ever actually tries to get put back onto the board so there's a lot going on in this game on your little tableau on your board you have two different tracks that you're actually trying to work on as well you have a book track and a diamond track there are diamond mines out on the board that will let you move ahead on the diamond track there are books that you can obtain you will also try to move your inkwell amongst these books and kind of like along that track and the further you get along these tracks it actually can additionally unlock additional cards that you can play besides the first three at the beginning of the game so there's a lot going on in this game once you actually get to the end of the turn and everybody's played all three of their cards and you basically say that you're passing for the turn what you're going to do is you're going to move your three cards above the tableau that you have in front of you above your little player card and those cards are then not going to be available for use until you actually take one of those decks or one of those sets and put them back into your deck to be able to use them for the next round so basically on the first turn you're not really going to be taking any cards back because they're really are no cards there. I think that's how it was how it worked for us. So sometimes you really want to watch what column you're putting some of the cards in because if there's a particular resource that you want to be able to get back in mass quantities, you may want to put that in the same column as some of the other cards that's above your tableau. A lot of different lot of different strategies going on to there. My score wasn't the world's greatest. I think I came in last on this one, but the guy who was teaching it did a Brian did a great job with teaching the game. I was I was really impressed with how how he was able to teach it and I actually felt Felt the most comfortable at playing a brand new game in quite a while. Some of the other games we seem to learn, it seems like we're going through the rolls so fast and we're kind of just jumping in to play the game. I don't 
really understand what's kind of going on. And this one I actually understood, but I really didn't come up with a good strategy, I think, until probably halfway through. And I then started to get a little bit more comfortable and starting to see how to play the cards, how to manipulate the cards, how to try to get my buildings onto the board. And I think the red company that I was playing had the most buildings on the board. Somehow they kind of let me get away with that. And I jumped ahead quite high on the actual track for that particular company, but my score, I just suffered on some of the other tracks as well as on the inkwell and as far as advancing on the book line and, and as well as the diamonds. I just didn't ma manipulate my decks enough to move along those tracks, but Mombasa, a great game if you ever get a chance to play this one. I can't wait to play this one again and actually learn a little bit more about the strategy that it actually has built within it. Some of the other interesting things about this, there's um, scoring tracks that are actually placed below the different companies that you're basically going to be moving your scoring tokens on. Those tiles actually have different abilities that when you reach various scoring parts on the board, um, on the track actually, you get to unlock different abilities and use these abilities then. And the boards here are double-sided and there's cards that you can put on the board randomly at the beginning of the table that kind of let you know what letter and what side of the board to play on. So each game can really be different for quite a while if you start mixing up these boards and they're going to be placed possibly with different companies all the time. So there's a lot of good replayability in this game as well. Mombasa, great game from what I can tell so far from playing it the one time. If you haven't played it, Definitely try to get this one to the table. I really enjoyed this one. And then one of the games I had actually played, I think it was the week before that I actually kind of skipped talking about on the podcast, a little kind of abstract type of game that really reminded me of chess, and it's called Onitama. This game's actually a couple years old, and I didn't realize it was. I believe the, it had just come out in reprint, and the game is a really, really nice-looking game. The components are really sharp. You get a very nice playing mat and some really nice component pieces to the game. The game will remind you kind of like of chess almost. You have one character, which is kind of like your kin king character, who's surrounded by a couple of pawns on each side of him. On your turn, you're going to have two cards that you are given and you're going to be playing either one of those cards which will allow you to move any one of your pieces on the board but when you're done with the movement of that card that card then gets set off to the side of the board and your opponent can then take that card the next time on his turn so you're really going to be switching cards back and forth i believe they give you 10 to 50, I don't know how, how large of a stack of cards they actually give you, but you're actually only going to be playing with five cards between the two of you in any game. So those cards are going to be randomly picked from the stack of cards that come actually within the game. And there may be about 15 cards or so that the game comes with. So there's going to be a nice nice replayability here in this game as well, because each game is going to be played differently with the cards being randomly mixed up like that. And you only playing with, you know, two cards per player and then the one card off to the side. So the object of the game is to basically get your kind of king character, I guess we can call him, over to your opponent's side of the board or actually trap your opponent, kind of like a checkmate like you would in chess, and trap his king character to where he can't move. So our game lasted quite a while. I, I was able to eliminate a majority of my opponent's pawn characters and then slowly move my pawn characters around his king and get him trapped in. And I really kind of thought this was a great game. Uh, this one has jumped to the top of my want-to-buy list. I have a feeling my wife, who really enjoys chess, would really enjoy this game. It, it doesn't have... I don't think the learning curve on this one is, is as high as chess would be, since you only have 
basically the five characters and you and the cards kind of control your movement so each each different um type of character on the board really doesn't have their own movement the cards are controlling that so in that aspect it's going to be a little easier to pick up on but i think there's a lot of deep strategy in this game especially with all the cards and some of the different movement abilities that the cards give you was just really cool so if you haven't checked out onitama head out to board game geek and definitely check out some of the pictures that people have posted especially of the components the components in this game definitely are top notch the mat was a really nice mat to play on and the playing pieces were also just a really really nice just had some real nice weight to them and were just really nice looking as well nice detail to them and nice coloring so Onitama was another game that I had played that I really enjoyed. All right, I spent a little bit more time also with Pathfinder Adventures. I can't get away from Pathfinder Adventure card game. I think my group is actually going to be meeting next weekend on the 22nd, finally to finish up Wrath of the Righteous, and then the group has also discussed getting back together for Rise of the Rune Lords. So I need to actually get busy in printing out a bunch of those scenarios. I believe we may need to go back to two groups, because it sounds like we have a bunch of people coming back with us that had played, that had started out Wrath of the Righteous with us. So hopefully we get a bunch of people back for Rise of the Rune Lords. We can get a couple of groups going for that, and I'm kind of really looking forward to that one. I'm also looking at possibly maybe doing an Inquisitor deck for this one. I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to see what everybody else is playing and what um, type of teams we can come up with. But I'm hoping that the Inquisitor deck may be out by that time or maybe a week after we start. And I can maybe pick that one up and get going with that one. Because that, that deck sounds like an interesting deck to play. Kind of just in the mood to play something new. But with Pathfinder Adventures, I've played that quite a bit the past week as well. I have worked my way through almost all of Scenario 2, I believe it is. I believe I was on the sixth um, part to that scenario. I think I had played it twice so far, and I have lost horribly. Nobody has died yet in my team. I was happy about that so far. It's come close a couple of times, and a couple of times I've had to just leave characters stranded on... A particular location and pretty much not move with them and wait for time to run out and then just kind of end the game but I'm building up the characters nicely I, I think there are skills and abilities are coming along nice I'm getting some nice cards especially from having to replay some of these scenarios multiple times their decks are finally starting to come one come into their own and I'm starting to get some nice cards into them especially since we're almost through the second scenario so I'm having a really good time still with Pathfinder Adventures this is a game that I picked up on the tablet that I had mentioned I believe a episode or two ago it's actually free to play originally to download so if you want to see what the Pathfinder Adventure, Pathfinder Adventure card game plays like, or if you like digital card games, this is one to maybe check out. You can play through some of the first three. They have like a three-part scenario that you can kind of play through, which is kind of like a the tutorial that they actually give you within the game box when you buy the actual base set of the physical card game. So you can play through those, and you have two characters that to start off with. Like I said, I actually spent the money to unlock the whole Rise of the Rune Lords, all of the characters, and I'm playing through a three-character party right now, and I kind of want to get through all of these and then go through this again maybe with a four-character party and mix it up a little bit because since I have just so many of the characters or since I have all of the characters unlocked now, I'd kind of like to mix it up and try it with some different characters to see how it would work a second time maybe with four characters. So that will be something I'm wanting to do. Then, of course, I also played a little bit of Seven Days to Die. Can't seem to get away from this one. I believe Alpha 15 for this one is supposed to be released here shortly, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. 14.6, I think I made it up to, I think I'm in uh, day 30, 31 already. After playing this weekend, I made it through day 28. Another huge horde came through. I would say probably about half of my walls now are turning brick, 
and well not turning brick I'm making brick and turning them and replacing all the wood and turning them to brick I need to find something a little bit better than the wood spikes that I'm using around the building that I have because it's the base that I have because it just seems that these wood spikes just aren't enough I need to maybe upgrade them with maybe a little more metal but I need to just go out and start mining some more metal I think I've used so much of it crafting so many other things within my base that I, I am low now on metal as a component so I need to definitely go get some more iron and get that into um, my forge to see how that goes. I've unlocked quite a few weapons. I've made a cement mixer doing a lot of stuff. I still can't find the recipe to build the mini bike, which has really bummed me out because that is something I'm really looking forward to actually trying. I had found a small engine and I just made the cement mixer for it. And that was really nice because I was able to make 500 to a thousand pieces of cement very quickly and not even worry about that. So that was pretty cool. So seven days to die. I'm also looking, like I said, I'm also looking forward to Alpha 15. It looks like they're doing some pretty cool things there. So going to be playing that one for a little while still. And those are the games I played for the week. But let's talk about a few of the games that I want to play. A couple of games out on Kickstarter right now have really kind of caught my attention. Besides Dark Souls being out there, which I've talked about a couple of podcasts ago, which I think I'm going to be ordering through my friendly local game store, especially since that will then guarantee me the actual extra characters that they're releasing and bosses that they're releasing that you can only get at retail stores so i told the owner of the store that i definitely want that game i want all the pieces although i probably should have asked what the cost to all the pieces is going to be before i actually said that to him so i need to check that before i actually verify that i will be getting all of the pieces of the game but i really wanted all of the bosses so we'll see how much that's actually going to total up to but one game that i watched a video of rattle run through yesterday was a game called anachrony this looks like a cross between maybe like a Euro worker placement, maybe with a little Ameritrash thrown in because they do have some dice in there for some randomness. It looks like if you get the Kickstarter version, you can actually get some really nice components and miniatures with the game, which you will use in playing the game. There's like different mechs that you will send into the actual main city of the game to do different things and actually perform different actions there. There's a lot of things going on with this game. It's a sci-fi based game. There's time travel and some of the interesting aspects to this game and mechanics are you can actually go into the future and send yourself back some items and request items from some of those, from some of the future people that you have. And then when you get into the future, you can actually kind of pay those debts off for different advances and advancements which sounds like a really cool mechanic. And in watching Rado play through the game, I thought that it looked really interesting. And I have a feeling that my pledge money will be probably going to this one here in the next day or so. I wanted to do a little bit more research on it, but Anachrony looks to be very interesting and very cool. The components look to be amazing on the miniature size. The mechs that they're going to be giving you in the Kickstarter edition look to be really cool. And your actual, they have card pieces that will go into the mech, which are kind of like your workers, which will do different things. And it's definitely check out Rado's run through of this one. He did a really great run through on it, and it looks very interesting. There's another game that kind of hit around this same time, maybe a day before Anachrony did, and that's a game called Outlive. This one's a take on a post-apocalyptic worker placement game, and it's really interesting what they're some some of the mechanics they're doing with this one. Now, I had watched the gameplay on this one. I was actually really excited to this because it looked like with this game, you're getting a ton of miniatures with the Kickstarter edition. There's a lot going on. 
But after I watched some of the gameplay, it just didn't seem like the gameplay grabbed me as much as I thought it was going to be. Very big into the post-apocalyptic setting, Mad Max. I'm really into that series. I like that whole type of game setting. I've always really liked the post-apocalyptic type game settings in video games and board games. But after watching the actual playthrough of the game, I just... This is a game that I think before I pledge, I actually need to sit down and play the game. They had some interesting mechanics in there in that when you're moving around the board, you can't move onto a space where you already have a worker. If you're moving onto a space where you have some opponents and you're moving onto their spaces with a worker that is actually a higher number value than the ones that are there, you can basically call what they were calling threatening the opponents which they would then require to give you um, some of your goods that you have. And it seemed like one of the biggest components in this game is it is heavy in resource collection because basically it's the post-apocalypse. So you have to make sure your people have water, you have food. You also have a little board, which reminded me almost of Fallout Shelter in how you're trying to build out a shelter for your people and basically upgrade that through the game, which looked to be... a probably the best mechanic and most interesting part about the game but just the whole worker placement game and moving around the board and some of the things they were doing just just kind of didn't seem to grab me as much as I thought it would once I had watched the video so I'm definitely glad that I had watched that one so I think I'm probably going to be waiting for this one to come to retail before I actually jump on it and hopefully get a good play in uh, before I actually maybe make the purchase of that one but Outlive is another one like I said if you're into miniatures the amount of miniatures that they're giving away with the Kickstarter version is just pure insaneing. Uh, there's a lot of them, and they look to be pretty good miniatures as well. So if you're into miniatures, you like post-apocalyptic games, definitely check that one out. They have a good video out there. They have actually have two videos. The first video actually goes through all the rules and explain the rules, and the second video is a group of guys actually playing through the game. And they did a great job explaining it, so I'm really glad I watched the video, and this is a game I'm going to keep my eyes on and see if... Um, Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'll flip-flop on this one. Maybe after I do a little bit more research on it, I will actually then actually kickstart it. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Then there was another one that I had found today on Kickstarter. A little game called Hologrid. Um, this one appears to be almost like a virtual reality type, uh, virtual reality slash augmented reality type of board game where you're using your tablet and it's Hologrid Monster Battle. And it appears that it's going to be kind of like a card-based game. And it, it reminds me of the one game that was out on the PlayStation 3 where they tried to do some augmented reality very early on in the PlayStation 3. This one you're using your tablets, and it's kind of just like a monster battle game where you have just each player has a team of monsters that's going to be a, kind of like battling each other. It looks very interesting. I think for a $25 pledge, you can actually get in on the ground floor for this one, and that's an early bird access. So I said what the heck for 25 bucks i will jump in on this one and i'll keep an eye on this one it's got quite a bit of time left on it 26 days to go and they're only about a third of the way through their goal right now they're looking for a hundred thousand so hopefully they can make this one if not hopefully they can regroup and come out with something that maybe is a little bit different kickstarter maybe lower their goal a little bit but still produce a really good product it seems that this is just the beginning and the first part of what they're hoping to kind of turn into a much larger game and then i'll 
possibly also utilize from watching the one video, it sounds like they want to go into other types of VR and AR type of equipment that is in the long-term goal that possibly isn't even out yet. So it sounds like they definitely have some long-term goals for this game, which is pretty cool, I thought. So that's why I kind of figure let's get in on the ground floor of this one if we can, if it's something that is successful. My name may be in the credits early on. If not, hope, like I said, hopefully they can regroup and come out with something and change the game plan a little bit. But that's it. Those are the games I played for the week, and those are a few of the games that I want to play. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our board game geek guild at 2440 is our guild number. You can follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Our Facebook page, just search for what I'm playing now. On Google Plus, it's plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully, I will be able to talk a little bit more about actually playing clinic with a group of people. I will hopefully have a little bit of some other games played that a couple of people have mentioned. I know there are a couple of people that have been talking about playing a little bit of Blood Rage, so maybe we can get that one to the table, because I still have yet to play that one. So there's a few games that we're looking at that we want to play, so hopefully I'll be able to talk about those in the next couple of episodes. Until then, everybody go out, play some games, and then let me know what you're playing now. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.